If you're hearing this, it means the podcast has finally made it out of the drafts. My name is Carly. I am at the Carly K on Instagram and TikTok. If you don't know who I am, welcome. I am a Western photographer turned luxury real estate agent trying to dabble in farm and ranch because I am a egg girl through and through. I grew up in Montana and I have been a small business owner for the last eight years. Um, That makes me feel extremely old considering I'm 25. (laughs) But I have always wanted to come on here and do a podcast and I thought it was about damn time that I finally did the thing. 2024 is the year of full send for me. So we're full send in it. This is the first Talking Turquoise Tuesday that we are going to publish and I am so, so excited to take y'all along for the ride. So if you followed me for a while, you're probably like, what in the world? Why are you going to add another freaking thing to your plate? You have all these different businesses and things. I just felt like as a Western business owner and a woman that there was not a lot of podcasts on this platform that really resonated with me. Like I'll get in the car and I'll be driving to shoots. Hell, I've drove to Texas a few times um, for photography and you get bored. Um, That's a 24-hour drive from Montana in case you wondered. Um, And you get sick of listening to the same music and so I would switch to podcasts. Um, But I felt like that there wasn't a lot of option for women that were like in the Western business and in the community and love turquoise but like also wanted to hustle. And I love to hustle. If I can build a business or help somebody build a business, count me the frick in. Like I'm full send. That's why I got my real estate license. That's why I have a photography business. That's why I help people build websites and do marketing. And now I'm talking about a podcast. So I wanted a space where you could come listen and feel like you belonged if you love to hustle, but you also crave that want to stay at home, be barefoot in the kitchen and be the stay at home ranch wife, because that's also a huge part of what I want in my future. And I just felt like there wasn't a space that really let us do that. So that's what I've created here. I hope that that resonates with you guys and you're able to tune in and and really love this. And that's not to say that the boys can't come hang out too. I love having y'all around and, you know, hearing your perspective on stuff. And I talk about things that maybe you guys will like and find interesting too. So you never know. So come hang out, come listen. Otherwise, you just get to hear the crazy shit that is my life and has been my life. Um, I've been told I don't know how many times I should write a book on the things that have happened in the last seven years of my life, being a business owner and and navigating college and relationships and all the things. So there's going to be a healthy dose of that too. Don't you worry. So I think it's only fitting that because the name of this podcast is Talking Turquoise, because I am utterly obsessed, it's all I wear for jewelry, I could give a crap less about diamonds and gold, give me sterling silver, Navajo pearls and turquoise, and I will be the happiest woman alive. It's only fitting that we talk about the Kendra Scott Wrangler collab and why that's such a problem in this industry and how it relates to all of us as, you know, small business owners and creators and women, why it's such a problem, you know, and there's a lot of different sides to it. If you you've been on the internet and you've seen it, you've seen the people that are like down with Kendra Scott, let's get the pitchforks out. And you've seen the people that are like, why are we hating on having a big brand be more open in the Western industry? So there's both sides to it. And I'm going to kind of talk about both because I think it's important and how it relates to 
us as small business owners and creators and why we often get overlooked and shut out and why some of our friends don't even support us. So I'm going to talk about all that. If you haven't heard about the Kendra Scott Yellow Rose collaboration with Wrangler, you may be wondering what the hell I'm talking about. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Kendra Scott partnered up with Wrangler and offered this Yellow Rose collaboration, which they offered gold and turquoise jewelry. That was the highlight of it. So Kendra Scott brings out this line and a lot of people were super excited because we don't see turquoise mixed with gold a lot. It's just not something that we typically do. Traditionally, it's always been sterling silver. And so turquoise is usually always paired with the sterling silver. That's what I personally prefer. I always wear it because gold just does not look good on me. It's just not my thing. And so I gravitate towards the sterling silver. But I know because of the coastal cowgirl and a lot of these different trends, there's a lot of women that love gold. And so to see gold with turquoise is a really cool thing. And I think Kendra Scott designed some pretty cool designs. And so I think a lot of people were overjoyed at the fact that, hey, we're bringing in a bigger company to come partner with Wrangler. And, you know, one that's outside of the Western community because for so often we have fought to be represented in different places. And now we're seeing brands like Ralph Lauren release a native line and a Western inspired line. We're seeing Louis Vuitton come out with a Western line. Like it's following a trend because everyone wants to be a part of it now. To me, like that's a big part of our culture in the Western community and, you know, native made jewelry, turquoise and silver is a big thing. And so to have a brand come in and produce a line is a big deal. Now, here's the problem. When they started posting pictures of these and you could see some of these different influencers, I'll call them, and God, do I hate that word. For me, I feel like all of us are influencers. We've all influenced somebody at some point to do something good or bad. We all have a voice and all have an opinion on things. So we're all influencers. So I prefer content creator. Like if you're going to go out and make us a job and like post videos on the internet, you're a content creator. So a lot of these content creators went to the launch event um, and showcased this jewelry. And then when we started to see it online, there was a lot of question because right off the bat, if you've owned turquoise before and you took a look at this line, it was easy to see that it was not real. Like I personally, as soon as I saw it, I go, there's no way. There's no way that they use authentic stones. But what baffled me is the price point we're talking here. Like these are rings that are $110 and upwards to necklaces that are $500. Like it's pretty expensive jewelry considering that it wasn't real. But the worst part about it is and how this went down is when they got asked about the genuine stones and what they were. Instead of just coming out and saying, hey, listen, we used magnesite and dyed it turquoise, which by the way, they later did. But upon their initial asking of like, what is genuine and what's not here? Their response was, this is natural turquoise magnesite stones that we have used. If you know anything about gems, you know that that is not a thing. Like magnesite is not turquoise in color. You have to dye it to be that color. So it was all dyed cheap stones that they're putting in this jewelry, which, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but there's been a lot of discussion that their jewelry is gold-plated brass. It's not even, you know, actual gold or silver. It is plated brass. And so people were pissed, to say the least. And, you know, for me, when I first saw, I was annoyed too, because this is a big brand that's partnering with Wrangler. This is not a good look for Wrangler. And I, I mean, what a disservice to this industry to produce jewelry and then lie to people that know it well. 
It's not like all of us have never seen turquoise before in our life and would be easily fooled by this. Like, this is stuff that we see and work with daily. So the fact that they thought they could just pull this fast one on us and like no one was going to notice and nobody would be offended by it, I think was very naive on their part. And it's a big deal because look at Ralph Lauren. They brought in a panel of native makers and artists that could honor their heritage and tradition through this collaboration. They went above and beyond to really highlight the native culture that is the designs that they used. And so it was disappointing to say the least to see Kendra Scott instead of go out in the community, let's find some native makers and let's find some experts and bring them in and source a smaller line and offer it at a price point that is, you know, comparable to native made jewelry, which is odd because they're pricing things at the same price that I could go buy a genuine native ring. Like I could go buy from a maker or a small business for $110 and get a genuine piece of jewelry that I know is real turquoise and silver versus possible plated brass and magnesite. And so I think that first was was a big, you know, kind of disgrace to a lot of small business owners and native makers. Now, I saw a lot of people jump on the bandwagon of we're just going to bash these creators that went out here and did these videos. Here's my take of it, because I've seen girls that went out here and genuinely felt bad for what happened, um, you know, and made some mistakes. We've all made mistakes, right? Like I have said things on the Internet that I'm like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that and gotten my ass called out for it. It is a part of what we do. If you are going to put yourself out there, you are at some point going to get shit talked. That is how it happens. I get it every day. Like I posted a video the other day and some dude commented on my jeans and said, you sell $3 million homes, but you wear jeans that have a rip in the hem. And I had to explain to him because he's a man, first of all, (laughs) that like, thank you for being considerate of my women's jeans. It's like, yeah, that you're right. They are long, but that's how the hem is designed. So it is what it is. But people get crap comments all the time. And there was a lot of people that went after these girls. Now, here's my thing. We have to be more mindful of what we put out there because we're helping the next generation of women and these high school age girls step into an industry that they want to be a part of. I am no stranger to that. I know that there are girls out there that follow me and all these other girls on TikTok that want to wear the jewelry we wear, that want to wear the clothes that we wear because they look up to us. And it is our job and duty as women in this in this sector of agriculture and Western life to do so in a way that is graceful and to do so in a way that honors tradition. And so I think that was really disappointing to see that these girls were like, hey, like go buy this line. And, you know, these young girls are going to go out and beg their parents to buy them these two $300 necklaces that are fake when those girls could have went and bought genuine turquoise for that and had a lifetime jewelry piece, not one that's going to last for a couple years. That was a big problem that I saw in the forefront. And we have to be more mindful as content creators and, and women that put ourselves on the industry and put ourselves out there that there are going to be these youth that watch us that do what we do and buy what we buy and what we're showing them as products and saying, hey, go purchase this should be things that honor the tradition of this culture and this in this Western lifestyle. We should be pushing them if we're going to push them to buy native made, to buy real jewelry that is authentic.
I think a lot of people expected Kendra Scott to bring in the native makers and bring in small business owners, use their expertise and design a line alongside the people that know this industry well and know this product well. And it brought up a good point for me when I saw this and thought about that. As a small business owner, you're going to have people that are not going to use you just because it's you. I have it happen to me all the time. I have people that go out, even though I specialize in ranch weddings and Western weddings where there's cows, horses, all the things that will go hire someone else and we've been friends forever. I have people that will list their house with a different realtor and we've been friends forever. You have to understand this, that in your life, you are going to have people that are friends that are not going to cheer for you and they're gonna go with somebody else. Now, it's not always the case that they have bad intentions or they don't wanna use you or they're fake friends. So don't get it twisted because I know some people on here are gonna go, okay, well, I just use someone else because of money. I have friends all the time that say, hey, like I just cannot afford what you're charging or whatever and they go with somebody else and that's fine i understand that but there there's a difference in those people that are honest and will tell you the truth than with the people that are going to go out and hire somebody else and just go oh we just we just decided to work with someone else and you know it's no nothing with you there's going to be people that are not going to stand in your corner and clap for you when you win that is just the bottom line and it took me a long time to figure that out because i was so confused when i would have friends that would hire other people or go to someone else and i was like what did i do like what's wrong with my personality am I not good enough that fear and self-doubt creeps in your mind when these things happen and I just know in my heart that there's a lot of girls out there that feel that same way when they offer a product and nobody buys it or their friends that they thought would support them don't and then they feel a certain type of way and it's hard. I know it is because I used to get so emotionally upset over, I would have good friends that I would go sit down and have lunch with or we'd go hang out and they would like all my selfies. They would like all these things. But when I would post about my business, radio silent. And it wasn't like coincidental. I have it happen all the time. I've recently had this happen where I thought I was good with somebody and we were good friends and they would like all my stuff and we would talk and I haven't heard from him in months, like just drop off the face of the planet. And for me, like I know life happens, life gets busy. And I have friends that we are like the kind that you can go months without checking in. And then we pick up and talk. But I know in my heart of hearts that they are happy for me and they're clapping for me. And they're in my corner as much as I'm in their corner and quote unquote friends that would talk shit about me behind doors because I'm starting a new business or talk shit because I made a different career choice. And I saw a lot of that happen, especially in my personal life when my engagement ended in January last year. And after four and a half years of being with someone, you make friends, you know, and there were there was people that were quick to pick sides and ones that I was surprised at that like we had been close, like went to all these different things, their weddings and whatnot, and just dropped off the face of the planet and decided to choose, you know, the other side of that. And that was fine. I had friends that, you know, knew both of us well that still included me in things and still have been my friend because they are true friends. And the sooner that you figure out the difference between having true friends that will genuinely have your back and people that are half-assed friends, your life is is going to be so much better. And I have learned that the hard way, but I have learned it so well in the last year that you are going to see who truly is about you and who truly isn't. And that's why I know that there was a lot of small business owners and makers that felt like, well, why not me? Why did they overlook us? Why didn't they use us? And you're going to have that in business. And it's freaking hard. I mean, it, it will rattle you to your core to watch you get picked over and watch businesses go a different way and inquiries and clients use someone else. Like you're going to get upset about it and it's going to bother you, but it it's what you choose to do with it. Are you going to let it 
keep you in your sorry sap hole of, oh, I'm going to cry and I'm going to go lay in my room and I'm not going to come out because everyone hates me and nobody likes me and I'm, you know, never going to make it in this industry. Or you're going to say, well, I'm going to work so freaking hard and they're going to regret it. Like those are the choices that you have to make and how you have to look at life. And for me, like I spent the last year really fighting the, well, I'm just going to shut myself down, sit in my room and and wallow in it. And I did for a while. I really did. Between my personal life and business, I just took a step back and was like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Like My life isn't what I painted it out to be in my head. And the sooner that you figure it out, your life is not going to go the way that you think it should all the time. And I struggle with that because I'm so strong-willed and here's my plan and I'm such a planner. I wanted to be married at 25 and have two kids and be a stay-at-home wife and have a ranch and have the cows and drive a nice pickup and do all the things. And here I am at 25. I started my life over. I am single. I've been single for like the last six months. I am not married, obviously. I don't own a home. I don't have cows. You have to let go of the things that you put on yourself and think that they're the plan because you're not in charge of the plan. And you remember when God is the plan and he knows what's happening and you just trust it and go with it, your life becomes easier. Because I used to fight with myself constantly like, okay, well, I said I was going to do this, so it needs to happen this way and no other way. And I get like holding yourself accountable and pushing yourself to be the best that you can be. But in that You have to remember that you're not the one that's got the plan all figured out. You're just supposed to trust the plan. It took me a while to get that because I used to sit here and get emotional and not want to go out and make things happen. And I wanted to be the self-pity party versus the I'm going to go hustle and make it happen party because it was easier to lay in my room in the dark until noon and cry about my life than it was to get up and see the sunrise and feel again. And I was scared to feel again. And you have to understand that if you're going to be in business, there are going to be days that you don't want to do anything, but you have to because it's all for the bigger picture. It's all for those goals that you want. And when you do that and you don't allow yourself to feel like shit anymore and you say, you know what? It happened. I felt it. It's over. Move on. You do so much better. And the growth that you feel as a person is immaculate. I would not trade what I went through in the last year for anything. I would do it all again just for me to come out and and feel the amount of growth and feel like I stepped into that next chapter of being more ready for all the things that I know God is going to bring into my life. I know God is going to find me a fire husband. I know I am going to end up on the ranch with the cows and the land and be happy with that when I get there someday. But I'm doing all the things now to prepare for that someday. That's why I was so excited to see these girls that got on TikTok and said, listen, I am a small business and I make genuine turquoise. Come buy for me. Or the ones that went, I'm Navajo and I make Navajo made and native made jewelry. Come support me. And instead of just sitting there and bashing Kendra Scott and going, what a piece of crap business, blah, 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 blah. They sat there and used it as a marketing opportunity. And I hope to God they made a lot of sales because that is the mentality you have to have. I have done it myself. I've gone on social media, seen something, said, hey, like this is this is what I do. And I'd love to have you if you would let me. And that is how I ended up traveling to Texas for, you know, all these photo shoots that I do. That's how I got Colostrix to notice me. After years and years of work, 
they saw an image that they loved, bought it, and they use it in all their marketing. And it's the same picture that I walk into the store and see it hanging up in Murdoch's, you know, on the aisle with Colostrix and tear up because I can't believe that that's real life and I did that picture and that's their branding on my photo. Even though I knew I did years of hard work and, you know, it wasn't just I got lucky one time and somebody said, oh, that's a sick picture. We're going to use it in all our marketing. No, I had to go through a lot of people telling me no and a lot of people not buying my pictures. And there was a time I used to charge $80, $80 to do um, pictures because I just wanted one or two people to book and when they would I would be like hell yeah I'm rolling in the dough I am a multi-million dollar business look at me go like that was the mentality I had and now that I don't even charge that for a mini session like I did my first wedding for $250 and I charged more for that to do a mini session than I did to do a whole freaking seven hour wedding back in the day. And that is the mentality of not letting things stop you and and continuing to fight to win. You have to fight to win. And when you sit here and figure that out, that whether it's in life or in business, that you have to keep pushing past the nose, you have to not let the you know drama stop you, you have to not let the pity party drag you down that you're gonna throw for yourself, you've gotta get over it. Like be sad for a minute and get over it. And then go back to work and come up with something that will work. I still do it to this day. There are seasons in my life that I will go, oh my God, I am the worst. I'm going to have to get a job. Like here's a third job to pay for my second job. It pays for my first job. Like if I don't get it together, it's not going to work. And then I remember God's got a plan. There's, he's always going to come through. I'm going to be just fine. And magically, every time I think that and like calm the hell down for five minutes, somebody books a wedding somebody hires me to do pictures, I get an inquiry for real estate, I end up meeting people I needed to meet for real estate. It's funny how when you let things happen the way that they're supposed to, not the way that you planned them in your head, how much better things come together for you and work. Y'all, life is about what you make it, right? And we have to remember that there are young girls And girls that are not so young that say to me all the time, hey, I look up to you. Your business really inspires me. And that's a lot of damn pressure. I don't say that to be like, oh, look how cool I am. But that's pressure. And I know a lot of us have had people reach out to us and say that, like, I really look up to you and you're like a big sister to me or, you you know, the way that you run your business really inspires me and like what you've done is really cool to me. And like, I want to do that. You have to remember that there are those people that are watching you hoping to mimic what you're doing and grow and be in a position like you are and how you handle things is how they're learning to handle things. And that's a lot of responsibility to think about. I have high school girls, you know, now that I've started livestock judging again, that, you know, want to be besties, which I love because they keep me young (laughs) and they are looking up to me and how I handle things and how I do things. And I want them to look up to somebody that is strong, that will walk through adversity and come out with a smile on their face and continue to be graceful and can continue to hold their head high and be proud of what they're doing. Not someone who's going to wallow away in self-doubt and self-pity. And I think when we remember that, we foster a community that continues to drive forward and break barriers, especially as women. You know, we have had to fight for our, you know, place in this industry, whether you agree with that or not. I'm not like some feminist that thinks, you know, all men are haters because they're not. I have met a lot of good men in this industry that I hold near and dear to my heart. But I also know that there has been a lot of, you know, the conception of women are here to make the branding meal, not make the decisions on 
what we're doing with this operation, right? Like I know a lot of us have felt that way. I, having an agricultural communications degree, have felt that way. I mean, in previous relationships where I felt like I couldn't have a say in what we did or the operation or things that happened with cattle because I was only referred to as book smart. I wasn't real life smart even though I knew things that they didn't know and were wrong about, quite frankly, just flat out misinformed you know, on that I would correct that was, well, you don't know because you're only book smart. And so for us to continue to push these younger women to be leaders and to be outspoken and to walk through adversity and come out the other side just as happy as can be and graceful is what's going to continue to push this industry to see women as the leaders that we are and to see us in higher places of, you know, the decision-making table and not so much the look what pies I made for branding. And there's nothing wrong with it either. I, for one, love to be in that position too. But I also want to be in a room where I am valued for more than just my ability to cook, even though I can cook in the kitchen, let me tell you. But I want to be known for more than that. And I want to be involved in all the aspects of it. And so I think as we continue to grow as an industry, we have to remind ourselves that, hey, like, yeah, something happened that's not cool. We can speak on it and speak on it in an intelligent and educated way and then can encourage people to make better decisions and encourage these companies to make better decisions, but also show these younger women and you know women in this industry how to handle it with grace, how to handle it in a way that spotlights us as business owners and propels our own businesses forward and handle it in a way that pushes the whole industry forward. That is the goal at the end of the day. And I hope that what you took from Miss Kendra Scott and Wrangler collaboration is not Kendra Scott is a bad company, but that Kendra Scott made a poor choice. Wrangler made a poor decision. But as women, we can use our voice and voice that concern and encourage people to support businesses and small makers and native makers and Navajo made, you know, turquoise jewelry versus just shutting down and going, well, Kendra Scott did us wrong. Let's get the pitchforks. All right, that's enough out of me for one day. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of Talking Turquoise. Let me know your thoughts. Seriously, leave a review. Send me a screenshot of the episode and like what you thought about it. Let me know because any feedback is good feedback. I will take it because your girl does not know what she's doing. But we are just getting started. We are going to have a badass studio. We're going to have video. Audio is going to be on point. Did I mention merch? Sweatshirts, hats, stickers, all the things. Um, And the best part... I'm going to design a turquoise line, you guys, that's going to be based off of pieces that like every girl should have and pieces of mine that you guys adore. We're going to have a line for you guys. So I cannot wait. We're going to source some of the best in the business. I cannot wait for you guys to have all the things, hear all of the special guests that I'm going to have on this podcast. I cannot wait. So If you're not seeing this podcast somewhere you typically listen to podcasts, let me know and I will work to get it on that platform. But for now, you should be able to find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the places and things. So anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic Tuesday and we will catch you next week for episode number two.